What's up? Hey, thanks so much for joining me today on The Shalene Show. Today we're talking about your weight and signs that will help you understand or at least identify that you have a major or perhaps even a minor hormone imbalance going on, which is having an impact on your weight, your appearance, and the way that you feel. Welcome to The Shalene Show. Shalene is a New York Times bestselling author, celebrity fitness trainer, and obsessed with helping you live your dream life. Let me first start with just a little baby rant. I want to rant about this, but I also have to recognize that I was once that girl. Like I saw this Instagram, IGTV, if you will, of this fitness influencer who was very passionately explaining that as little as we want to accept it, weight Weight loss, weight gain, at the end of the day, boils down to calories in versus calories out. And she said, period, end of subject. And I said, girl, girl, young lady, you're wrong. You're wrong. And someday, hopefully, you'll live long enough to do a little bit more research and realize that that's just what we've been fed to believe because it's simple. It's easy to say. It's easy to memorize. And it kind of like it makes sense if you didn't really understand the body. If you didn't really understand what's going on, then yeah, that makes sense. But it's also not even close to being the full story. It's not accurate. That's as much of the full story as it is to say that the way where babies come from is when a man loves a woman. Oh, yeah. Well, then how do you explain when two men have a baby? How do you explain it when two women have a baby? How do you explain it when two people who aren't in love have a baby? Like it's not the whole story. It's foolish. And I want to pinch your head off and everybody else who keeps perpetuating this. It's nonsense. And it's also the reason why you tend to believe that even when your common sense tells you that can't be true. But we still we go like, okay, well, I know what to do. I just need to work out harder and I need to eat less. But y'all, that ain't true. Your weight is determined by energy in versus energy out. And the energy that you're spending is determined by your hormones, not the food that you're eating, not necessarily the food that you're eating. It's your hormones that decide how much energy your body is expending. It's your hormones that decide where you're going to store fat, how much body fat you're going to use when you're exercising or when you're at rest. It is your hormones that decide where you're going to hold fat, where you're going to put on body fat. It is your hormones that determine how you feel, how your brain functions, how your gut functions, how well you sleep, everything. Like life is better when your hormones are in balance. So today I want to help you to identify signs that your hormones may be out of whack. Now to do this, I'm going to share with you 12 of the most common signs that there's something going on hormonally with you. I'm going to share those with you first, just a brief, quick list, get to the heart of the matter as quickly as possible. And then I'm going to follow that up by just going into a little bit more detail so that if you are experiencing one or more or maybe even several of these symptoms, by giving you a little bit more detail, you can then understand if it's something that you can change, something that you need to be worried about or something that you should expect or if in fact it's maybe something else is going on. All right, so here's that quick list. Number one, changes in your weight. Gaining weight, losing weight, and where you're carrying weight. Number two, changes to your hair. Thinning hair, hair that's growing faster and thicker, that's a lovely problem to have, or hair that's falling out, hair where the texture has changed. Number three, changes to your skin. 
unexplained acne, dryness, splotchiness, spider veins, redness, uh, rashes. Number four, changes to your sleep. Either you cannot fall asleep or you cannot stay asleep or you just are tossing and turning throughout the night, just changes in your sleep. Number five, a change to your energy. Like you just feel tired all the time. Number six, mood. You're generally in a happy mood. You're pretty even tempered. And suddenly you just feel very sad or depressed or angry or just moody in general. Number seven, digestion. Number eight, changes to your brain function. Like you just feel like suddenly, it's pretty sudden, you can't remember names or dates or you're just struggling with general brain fog. Number nine, a decrease in sex drive. Number 10 is diminished bone or joint health. Number 11, fertility. And number 12, changes to your menstrual cycle. That's your quick list of 12 signs. Changes in any of these areas might indicate that there's a hormone imbalance going on. Now, I want to go into a little bit more detail so that you can understand how to evaluate each one of these areas. All right, so let's go back to number one. Number one is a change in your weight when you haven't changed your diet or your exercise. Just weight is suddenly coming on or weight is showing up in different places. For example, if normally you distribute your weight pretty evenly when you gain weight, but maybe recently you've noticed that where you're holding your weight, where you carry your weight has changed. You're finding that it's collecting more around your upper hips or your belly. For some people, it can be their neck or their face, or at least it feels like that's where you're holding weight. And for some individuals, they will experience weight loss. Now, that's less common to experience weight loss that's a result of a hormone imbalance, but it's certainly not uncommon. And conversely, sometimes when you are able to adjust or balance your hormones without changing your diet or even your exercise, you'll notice that the weight just kind of comes off naturally without you having to change much at all. You'll find this is true for people when it comes to stress. Some people, when they're under a lot of stress, their body goes into hyper mode and they just burn tons of calories. Like they're under a ton of stress, they're eating the same, etc. but they just can't keep weight on because it's like their body is just burning through calories, burning through calories. Conversely, there are those individuals who, like myself, when I'm under stress, my body says, oh, you're under attack. We know what we'll do. We'll hold on to a certain amount of body fat just so you're comfortable. And that's most of us, right? Most of us, not all, but most people, when they're under stress, the body's like, okay, you're under attack. We'll make sure there's some extra cushion you know, for the disaster that we can feel is upon us. So your body holds on to weight and holds on to body fat. The number two way to know if you're experiencing some type of hormonal imbalance is a change in your hair. And oftentimes you'll hear people talk about thinning hair, but it's not just thinning hair. If suddenly your hair just will not cooperate, it's not just thinning, it's like dull and dry and the texture seems as though it's changed. That may likely be a result of hormonal changes. Now, you might wonder how hormones impact your hair. Well, there's so many ways it's not even funny. Essentially, a hormone is a protein messenger, right? And it's made in one part of your body and it has to travel to other areas in order to have an impact. You produce over 200 different hormones, which regulate everything from your appetite, your mood, 
digestion and hair growth, sex drive, etc. One of the first ways to know if there's a hormone imbalance is when your hair changes. And that is because for a number of reasons. Number one, you might be producing more testosterone. And heightened levels of testosterone could result in thinning hair on your head and then unwanted hair growing in other places like darker hair on your arms or just kind of a peach fuzz all over your face, just an increase of those things. Hormones such as progesterone and estrogen impact your hair cycle. In fact, these two hormones have a direct impact on the on the hair cycle, the growth cycle. So when they are diminished, it can cause you to have much drier hair, much more shedding. Obviously, menopause and perimenopause are two periods of time for women in particular where there's a major hormonal shift. And that hormonal shift, especially just before menopause, women will often produce larger amounts of testosterone. And they also produce larger amounts of estrogen. After menopause, estrogen levels decrease. And that means that the impact of testosterone can increase. And it's believed that this increase in testosterone actually causes a thinning of the hair follicle. Now, when a woman is pregnant, obviously hormones are raging, right? So she's going to have an increase in progesterone and an increase in estrogen, and that might improve the hair cycle. You might see less shedding, hair becomes thicker, it grows faster. But after you deliver that baby, Many women know it's sad to get in the shower because it's your only time alone. But every time you look down at the drain, there's just like more hair falling out. And that's pretty normal. But it's also a sign that your body is going through a major hormonal shift. Stress hormones affect your hair. And one of the first signs that you're dealing with a thyroid imbalance, maybe even Hashimoto's or hypothyroidism, is that your hair is thinning. Bottom line is that thinning hair is not just the result of aging. It is most often the result of a hormone imbalance. And all of the gummy care hair bearer products that Instagram influencers are trying to tell you is going to improve your hair, it's a load of crap. Don't buy those. They're garbage. They're junk. And they won't improve your hair. And it's pretty funny that most of the people who are (laughs) promoting those have hair extensions. So really what they should be doing is being honest and giving you a discount code for their hair extensions. Okay, I digress. Back to hormones. Number three is skin. And when I mention skin, oftentimes when people think about hormones and skin, they just think about acne. But there are so many ways that our hormones change the condition of our skin. Just again, I think the easiest way to realize and recognize that this is so obvious is when you think about what happens to your body when you're pregnant, like your skin changes, your hair changes, like that isn't just because you're carrying a baby, it's because your hormones have shifted dramatically. And anytime your hormones are out of balance or out of whack, you're going to see a difference in your skin. You might have drier skin, you might have acne, You might notice red splotchiness, a more pronounced appearance of your veins. In fact, there is a condition that's sometimes associated with hyperthyroidism where you'll look at your skin, especially if you're, you know, very fair, complected, white person. If you look at your skin, suddenly like your veins look like they're all much closer to the surface, like your skin almost seems translucent or it can look very red and splotchy. So it's more than just the appearance of acne. Number four is sleep. 
Now, there's a couple of reasons why your sleep may be impacted by your hormones, and it's not just night sweats, but we should probably start there with night sweats. So many women, when they become perimenopausal, which remember that term simply means the period of time before you lose your cycle. And many people disagree on what that time frame can look like, but it can be as many as 10 years before you actually go through menopause. So you might be perimenopausal for, you know, age 35 to 45. You could be perimenopausal for just five years prior to losing your menstrual cycle. It's different for everybody, but let's just talk hot flashes for a moment because even men have hot flashes. Hot flashes are a sudden surge of adrenaline. It kind of wakes your brain up and it often produces, you know, an increase in your core temperature. So you get hot and that's going to wake you up because anytime you're uncomfortable while you're sleeping, that's going to wake you up. And in addition to that, you've got adrenaline pumping at a time when it's not supposed to be pumping, which is a stress response. So that hot flash can disturb your sleep. And another way that women especially, and men too, don't realize that they are experiencing a hormonal imbalance. They just think, I'm having trouble sleeping. I've got insomnia. And they may not realize that the insomnia is because you're having a hormonal disturbance. And that insomnia is often the result of an imbalance of your estrogen and progesterone. Your estrogen and progesterone, those are your sleep-promoting hormones. And when they're out of whack, so is your sleep. How about energy? Energy was number five. Energy and fatigue are also often misdiagnosed. They are things that we just assume, gosh, I'm low energy because I haven't been eating right, or maybe I'm low energy because I'm tired or depressed. But oftentimes that sense of fatigue, like where you just can't wake up in the morning or, you know, previously you would attack your workouts, you had so much energy in them, but now you just can't even get yourself in the mood to do it. Don't dismiss that as having a loss of motivation. It may actually be your hormones. In particular, your adrenal glands and your thyroid secrete hormones that you need for energy. Your adrenal gland secretes several hormones, but probably one of the most notable is cortisol. It's your body's primary stress hormone. And adrenal fatigue, which is a term that we commonly hear thrown around is when there's an imbalance or a flipping of when your cortisol levels should be high to give you energy and when they should be low to allow your body to sleep and to rest. Adrenal fatigue can happen when we are, we're interjecting too much caffeine, we've got too much stress in our lives and our bodies, their way of dealing with that is by producing high levels of cortisol to the point at which they become imbalanced. And again, when your cortisol should be high, it's low. And when it should be low, it's high, making it really difficult to get up in the morning. If you're experiencing problems with your thyroid, some signs of that are just feeling chronically fatigued. You're just always tired. Maybe your hands and feet are always cold. In the past, you could function like six hours or seven hours of sleep. And now you just cannot get enough sleep. Thyroid issues might also show up in the form of gut issues like constipation. You then start to feel like, okay, my body doesn't feel right. You know, you start, again, losing your hair. You've got this dry skin, the brain fog. All of these things tend to make you feel pretty bummed out. And then you couple that with the fact that your energy is really low. And the next thing you know, you're not exercising as often. And and now you're thinking, well, the reason why I'm gaining weight or the reason why I'm having these feelings is because I've gained weight. 
when what's really going on is you've got a hormone imbalance, perhaps, that's led to the lack of energy, which has led to less exercise, which has led to you feeling bad about yourself, which has led to you making poor food choices. You see how this all can compound itself. And instead of just thinking that it's you and that you need more motivation, I really want you to take a look at some of these signs and symptoms that I'm sharing with you and ask yourself if, in fact, there may be a hormone imbalance going on. And I promise to do a follow-up episode. Stay tuned for that. So you know exactly how to test these things, where you can go to get them tested, and what to do if you can't afford testing, because some of this stuff is covered, and frankly, some of it isn't. Perfect segue into number six, which is your mood. Now, if all of these things weren't enough to put you in a bad mood and to make you depressed and to make you just lack interest in the things you normally have passion for, if that weren't enough, even though it might seem counterintuitive that your body's working for you, what it's doing feels like it's working against you. Okay, here's how this works. Your body is always choosing survival. It's going to choose survival over even fertility, which is why a lot of women who have PCOS or super high levels of stress or maybe body fat is too low. They're not eating enough calories. Stress levels are too high. It's nature's way of rendering you infertile in an effort to conserve the energy you need to stay alive. Where does mood fit into this? Well, that's called the progesterone steal. And what it means is your body is stealing away from making progesterone in order to make cortisol. Remember that cortisol is the stress hormone or the adrenaline hormone, right? And the body says, okay, so you don't need as much progesterone because it doesn't look like you're going to be getting pregnant anytime soon for whatever reason. So what we're going to do instead to balance all these things out is we're going to make give you more cortisol. And what happens when you're in this heightened state of cortisol, you find yourself pushing epinephrine and norepinephrine, which is a chemical or a hormone in your body that's telling your brain to freak out. All the while, you're having a diminished production of progesterone. And it's progesterone that tells your brain to stay calm. So it's no wonder that many women who are having experiencing a hormone disruption or hormone imbalance are also suffering from anxiety, sadness, depression, mood swings. And I shouldn't just say women. I mean, this hits men too. And spoiler alert, one of the easiest ways to reduce that adrenal fatigue is by changing your diet, making sure that you're eating enough calories, that you're getting the nutrients that you need, reducing stress. And I know that it's like, oh yeah, that all sounds so simple, but how do I do that when I'm stressed out about the mood that I'm in and the anxiety that I'm feeling and the weight gain? Like, I get it. I really, truly get it. But start with your food and we'll go in greater depth and talk about testing and other protocols in an upcoming episode. I just can't release it all on the same day. Today, I just want you to, to be very aware of how your food, your nutrition, or lack thereof, or maybe if you're eating the wrong type of food for you, those things can impact your hormones and hormones and food affect your mood. And this is the perfect place for me to take a little break and mention something that I think is really important for those of you who are suffering from depression or anxiety or mood swings or just generally you're feeling this overwhelm or malaise 
you're just something is wrong and you can't put your finger on it. Listen, figuring out your hormones and how to balance your hormones, that, that might take some time. That's not an overnight fix. But that doesn't mean that you need to suffer in silence. It doesn't mean that you've got to just suck it up, buttercup, and deal with this yourself. I want you to get help. And you know that I'm a huge fan of therapy. Not everyone has access to affordable mental health care. That is until now, which is why I want to share with you our show sponsor today, Talkspace. This is an online service that you access through an app. So the way this works is they'll match you with a therapist the same day that you have unlimited amounts of texts and audio messages or pictures or video messages or whatever it is you want to do to communicate with your therapist. So no matter what you're going through, I think this is a wonderful way for you to just give therapy a chance, like give it a try. What's more important than your mental health, right? All right, so here's how you can sign up, which by the way, you trying it out, it helps keep the Shaleen Show free while at the same time improving your mental health. So you'll go to talkspace.com and enter the code Shaleen. Talkspace has more than 4,000 licensed therapists. That's amazing. And these people are actually experienced and trained to help you with the challenges that you're facing. They will do an exceptional job of matching you with the right therapist. And frankly, you can do this at a fraction of what it would cost for most people to, you know, see a traditional therapist. Of course, you know, I love traditional therapy too. But anyways, for you to give it a try, all you need to do is go to Talkspace.com and then Use the code Shaleen, and that will give you your first week free. Check it out. All right, we left off at number six, which was mood, which is why we started talking about talk space. And now we'll pick back up with number seven. Number seven was digestion. Again, it's so crazy how every part of our bodies are connected, right? Like your, your hormones impact your gut health, your gut health impacts your digestion. And it's not uncommon for people to have like great digestion. And then suddenly they're just constipated like all the time, even though they haven't changed their food, they haven't changed their water intake. And it's not just constipation. It can be irritable bowel syndrome. It can be loose stools. It can be just a change in your digestion and also a change in your bladder health. In other words, you may find that you're suddenly having to urinate many more times per day, even though you haven't increased your water intake or you're having to wake up in the middle of the night. Maybe you've noticed that you can't hold your urine as long. This happens in both men and women. Obviously, women tend to suffer this, and maybe they just talk about it more, where they, you know, if you sneeze or cough, you can lose bladder continence. But it's not just the pressure of sneezing and coughing. Sometimes people will just notice that they are having more urinary tract infections. Their bladder just never feels like it's completely emptying. While these could certainly be symptoms of some other condition, it's not uncommon for them to also be associated with a hormone imbalance. Number eight was brain function. And when we talk about brain fog, what that is, it's a very general term. Basically, it means you notice that your brain isn't functioning as it once did, that you can't recall names, that you're easily overwhelmed, that you, you can't think clearly. That is brain fog. But it's more than just like a couple of days of it. It's continuous, ongoing, persistent, and you're aware of it. Like it really is, it's having an impact on the way that you function. That is brain fog. And brain fog is, it's very real. And if you think about the way our hormones work, especially our thyroid hormones, which are produced in the thyroid, six different types of hormones are then synthesized from, get this, 
cholesterol. Yes, you actually need cholesterol. Like we're going to do a whole nother podcast on cholesterol. Don't even get me started about the false beliefs and myths around high cholesterol and the different types of cholesterol. That's a whole nother subject. But your body synthesizes these hormones from cholesterol, from androgens, from estrogens, from progestins, from vitamins like vitamin D. And those receptors, they are received in the brain. The brain actually has receptors for these hormones. Hormones enter the blood and they travel to the brain and other organs, right? But in the brain, those hormones alter the production of gene products. Those hormones alter the production of your neurotransmitters. Your hormones impact the structure of the brain and how your brain functions on a cellular level. Your hormones have a direct impact on your brain's ability to work properly and your brain's capacity to learn. You should note that severe or prolonged hormone imbalance actually has a severe impact on your brain's ability to function. Now let's talk about sex drive. As I've already stated, your body wants to prioritize your survival over procreation. If you're in a state of hormone imbalance or experiencing very high stress levels, adrenal fatigue, elevated cortisol levels, nature does not want you to procreate. It is going to prioritize your survival over procreation. So as a natural response, your body is going to diminish your urge to do those things which normally produce another human. See how I'm keeping this so PG just in case you have kids in the car? All right, but I don't know. Maybe some of this is going to get a little, I don't know if it's appropriate for your kids or not. So maybe put earmuffs on them or put your own headphones on. But let's talk about what's going on here. So you're suddenly not into it. You're, you're not feeling in the mood. You, In fact, it sounds like the worst thing in the world or the last thing that you want to do. And that can be for a couple of reasons. Number one, the neurotransmitters in your brain are sending the message to your brain that we don't want to have sex. In addition to that, it's not uncommon to experience things like vaginal dryness. It's very common for women or for men, erectile dysfunction. In fact, one of the most common causes of erectile dysfunction is heightened levels of stress, diminished levels of testosterone. And for the ladies, I mean, you might find your significant other still super sexy and hot, but you just don't feel like doing it if, you know, you're not feeling it physically, like you're feeling bloated and tired and your body, you don't recognize it. And you're carrying fat where you don't normally have body fat. And you're having a difficult time sleeping. Your hair is thinning. You don't like the way you look and feel. Your skin is gross. Your digestion is all off. Maybe you're getting your period when you're not supposed to be getting your period. You're having these major mood swings. And like you're just not exactly feeling like a sex kitten. Number 10 is bone and joint health. Now, there are lots of calcium-regulating hormones. Sex hormones are also really important in regulating bone development, bone density, as well as cellular and tissue health. And this is a tough one because it's not like you can feel before anything happens that your bones are getting weaker or that your, your joints don't have the same elasticity or the same stem cell regeneration. You, you can't feel that. However, when our estrogen levels drop, our bones lose density. 
women, in fact, who have lost their period, amenorrhea, they're at a particularly dangerous risk of having diminished estrogen levels and, and as a result, having osteoporosis, having weaker joints, weaker bone, which often results in a loss of bone density and joint health. And while we know it's certainly helpful to make sure that your diet has enough calcium in it and that you're getting enough vitamin D, there are other reasons why you might be experiencing a diminished amount of estrogen. It is both estrogen and testosterone and human growth production that improves our skeletal health and joint function. We are nearing the end. Number 11 is fertility. And I think based on what you've learned thus far, it's probably more abundantly clear than ever how your fertility is going to be impacted when your hormones are out of balance. Remember that the body's job is to keep you alive. That's nature's job is to keep you alive. And it is going to prioritize that over your procreation. So fertility, especially in women, is often the result of some type of imbalance. The body's really smart. Nature is so incredibly in tune with what is best for you to survive. And there's a reason why you can't get pregnant, and it is based around your survival. It usually means that there's some type of hormonal imbalance. The question is, why is that happening? What's going on? And while I don't profess to be an expert around reproductive health, I can tell you in the hundreds of interviews that I've done in creating the 131 method, in speaking with doctors, researchers, and tens of thousands of women who've gone through the 131 online program, they, or maybe they've read the book. Like I'm, I hear from so many women who, it's not just the nutrition, they need to understand how to heal their hormones, how to, how to adjust by making slight changes to their lifestyle, by cutting back on the amount of punishing cardio that they're doing or reducing stress, and how to take control of their nutrition in such a way that it improves their overall hormone balance. Time and time again, they heal their reproductive issues, their infertility, by addressing their nutritional needs to create the hormone balance. When our hormones are in balance, when our health is optimal to support additional life, that's when our chances of conceiving go up. That is one of the easiest ways to boost fertility. Maybe it's because the industry that I'm in, I know so many women who've spent a freaking fortune trying to get pregnant. Meanwhile, they're running 10 miles a day. They're teaching 10 classes a week and they think that, oh, it's fine because, you know, it's not that hard. It's not really my workout. It's their workout. They're teaching like all of these classes and they don't realize how stressful that is or they've placed such unrealistic demands on their bodies and they're just pounding them into submission or they're doing all these things that are so incredibly unnatural. Their body fat has been unnaturally low for too many years. They are eating too few calories or conversely, the opposite's going on. Like they're overweight. They have insulin levels that are completely out of whack. Their diet is loaded with sugars and carbohydrates and they don't realize it. They think they're eating healthy. Like, let's face it, you can be a vegetarian and live off of Doritos, like whatever term you've given yourself or labeled yourself as does not mean that you are eating in a way that's optimal for your health. So I always recommend before you spend a fortune on trying to fix fertility, start with food. Start with food first. Figure out what your body needs to thrive. And while that isn't a cure-all, it might not fix everybody. There may be some underlying issue. It's the easiest 
and the least expensive way for you to see if you can't resolve your fertility issues naturally. And number 12, the last one that we're going to discuss here today is irregular menstrual cycles. That's just a really easy way to know if something is off. Now, this can mean that you've stopped having your cycle, amenorrhea. It can also mean that you're having breakthrough bleeding, spotting that happens between your cycle days. It can mean for a woman who is postmenopausal, right? Like you've gone through menopause and now suddenly you're experiencing heavy bleeding again. What's going on? Maybe that your cycle is lasting longer than seven days. It's gone into 14 days or, or even 20 days, or your cycle is so light it's barely detectable. Any change means there's something going on with your hormones. And it's a very simple way for women to know if things are in check. Ladies, if you're not, I urge you to track your menstrual cycle. You want to record the day it starts and the day it ends. And it wouldn't hurt to include a few notes on how the cycle was for you this time. Was it heavy? Was it light? Did you experience menstrual cramping? Anything out of the ordinary. And you can do that. There's so many different apps. I'm going to link to a couple of them below. But off the top of my head, I can tell you that I have used a period tracker. It's like a health calendar. It's pretty cool. And I've also used an app called Flow, F-L-O. It's a period and ovulation tracker. Obviously, I don't need to track my ovulation at the moment. Not interested in having any more children, but it is a great way for you to track what's going on. Another one is called Clue, C-L-U-E, I'm not sure if these are also available on Android, but just go to your app store and type in menstrual tracking app and you'll see that there will be reviews on the most popular ones and, you know, they're almost all free. Use them. Now, if you've been listening for this long, we are obviously very close friends, so I can share this with you and I'm sure my daughter won't mind me telling you this because it's important. She cares about your health. I care about your health. I've had her on the show. We've talked about this openly, so I'm sure I'm I'm able to do this with her permission. Actually, let's just call her and see if that's okay. Hey, I'm recording a podcast right now, and I'm talking about the importance of women tracking their menstrual cycles and like any changes and things like that. And I'm not sure what app you use. So a couple of questions. Number one, what app do you use? Number two, do you mind if I tell them or mention on the show that you have been tracking. And that was super useful because that gave us all this insight. We could tell that you had gone over a thousand days without having your cycle. And then lastly, are you okay with me telling the world, like bragging that my daughter got her period, like, you know, and how it really did boil down to tracking food and making changes by, you know, giving up running and doing strength training Like, I I know we talked about that in the show, but like, I don't know if you're cool with me sharing that on the podcast with, you know, the world. I'll wait till I hear back from you. And what are you doing tonight? I'm recording right now. So just leave me a voicemail. I love you. Bye. All right. So I'm going to read you Sierra's reply. She says, I love you too. Yes, of course. Go for it. I love talking about this stuff. I use an app called P Tracker. And it looks like this. And she sent me a little picture of it. It's kind of like a cartoon drawing, baby blue in the background with a little cartoon rendering of a tree branch, some butterflies. And she added, I also use my fitness pal that helped me to track my food intake, which helped me to track and get my hormones back into balance. Of course, she also used the one through one method when it comes to her nutrition, which means figuring out your own 
style of eating, what works best for you. But I think probably one of the most important things that Sierra did was she stopped running. And that is also what led to her writing her ebook, which hopefully by the time this comes out, her ebook's available. It's a strength training program. It's awesome. So I'm going to give you the domain name and uh, you can go check it out. It's FCK. That's right. FCK running. The vowel is missing. Go check it out. The workouts are amazing. It's what I've been doing for my shoulders, my upper body. Of course, her lower body workouts are great. Her hit workouts are in there too. It's just awesome. And I'm really proud of her. I think you'll find her story fascinating. She shares exactly what she went through. And I hope that any of you who have children or maybe you yourself have struggled with just over-exercising, I think this will ring true for a lot of you. And, and it's a great way to explore strength training. All right. That's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for subscribing and join the conversation. We are on Facebook in our private Facebook group. It's called The Pod Squad. Of course, the links will be below this show as well, as well as links to the apps that we talked about and a bunch of other cool stuff. So always check our show notes. I love you. I mean it. And we'll talk to you soon. I have a quick question for you. Are you trying to lose weight or just be healthy or just feel more confident and happy? Well, in order to do that, you need a new way. You see, the problem is losing weight, it's hard. And keeping it off feels almost impossible. At the 131 Method, we have helped over 50,000 people find a new way, a much better way. Okay, so here's how this works with our online program. It's three simple steps. You go to 131method.com, you start it, you slay it, and you own it. Step one is to start it. You do that by identifying what it is you want to work on. What is your priority? Is it weight loss? Is it gut health? Then you pick a start date, you log in and go. Step two, you slay it. What does that mean? It means you get your meal plans. You select from hundreds of delicious, simple recipes all online, including cooking tutorials. And then we'll help you change up the way you eat every four weeks. That is going to boost your metabolism and it's called diet phasing will help you personalize the process because hello one size fits all diets do not work they never have and they never will we all need our own individualized approach and our registered dietitians are going to help you do that so that this is something that you can do for life and then step three you own it no more wasting time with fad diets or wondering if you're doing something right it's time for you to take control of your health to heal your relationship with food and your body. And we wanna help you lose the weight and keep it off. You deserve to look and feel freaking amazing. So do yourself a favor, go to 131method.com and let's do this.